Johnny, I need to talk to you. No, not right now. What's wrong with you? Why you got the weird look all over your face? Claire's mom just made me grab her Hooters. Well, snap out of it. What, a hot older woman made you feel her cans? Stop crying like a little girl. I wasn't crying like a little girl. Why don't you try getting jacked off under the table in front of the whole damn family and have some real problems? Jackass. What were they like anyway? They look pretty good. Are they real? Are they built for speed or for comfort? What'd you do with them? Motorboat? You play the motorboat? <laughs> you motorboat and son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. Where is she? She's still in the house? Welcome to our latest episodes, episode 31 of the Cinema Nine Podcast. It's so, so, so thrilling to have you aboard. I never thought we'd make it this far, but here we are, 31 episodes in. Travis Roy, Eric Brancham, we're all along for the ride. We're doing Wedding Crashers as the focus of our Does It Hold Up today, so stay tuned for that. And we're going to talk about a host of other things. We're going to talk Sean Connery. He's gone passed on recently and we'll talk a little bit about you know the election going on political films political roles that we enjoy but first travis roy you are a man among men and women and everybody in between who voted you're a voter you're an advocate for change in america how do you feel this week i uh you know it's it's been a tense week i think it's been uh for most people it's been a little tense, but I've mostly been feeling good. And, you know, in the whole lead up to this thing, I've tried not to think too much about it. You know, I, I, I believe in escapism and uh, drug abuse. So find a way to just, no, I'm just kidding, but just find a way to like, uh, just, uh, I've tried not to focus too much on it leading in. And now that it's all happening, I'm just trying to get through the week like uh, like you know like like you're in detention remember like in the middle school or high school you'd be in detention you just like stare at the clock and like even though like the longer you wait the more it the, the, the longer it makes it feel but like uh, you just you just it's passing one way or the other so i'm just waiting for it to pass mm, that's funny i actually was thinking the other day about when i got busted uh the last day i was thinking of you too i was thinking of when we did Disarm together on field day, the last day of eighth grade, Smashing Pumpkins Disarm. Travis played the guitar and I sang it as like uh, the our entry into like the end of the day talent show. It was first hour in band class and we did that song together and our plan. We want we like were selected to do it at the end in front of the whole school. But I had been evading 
my full in-school suspension for the full day. And I got <laughs> I got to lunchtime until fucking Mr. Patterson got my ass and uh, locked me up. So Travis ended up doing the whole thing by himself, which I must say is very impressive. An eighth grader in front of the whole school singing and playing that's impressive. So I, I wish it hadn't been such like a, a high point in my life. It's <laughs> like it's the kind of thing like like from like even still I have people from like you know from eighth grade be like, oh, I remember that time. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I've done other things with my life. Wow. I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's funny though. Uh, that was a great day though. I, hey, it was it a was. good run while it lasted. Field day. Day. Oh. It was field and great day. Yeah, and field day is a great day. It was just a free for all. All right, hey, so Eric, Eric Branstrom, do you remember that eighth grade field day? You were there. Remember that talent show? I was sitting in the audience, completely spellbound. Uh, <laughs> you know, really wish I had my big ass cam, like video camera, back then, so that we could watch it over and over again and uh, enjoy it. But you know. It was such a great time. Remember, like talent shows, like uh, even the people you didn't like that much or like thought were like nerdy or dorky, they could impress you with their attributes and skills. So I think we could use like talent shows as adults these days. Like, I guess we do, but they're really fucking dumb. I think that's like American Idol and shit. But like, you know, I love a good talent show. Talent show of the movie, Aaron Sorkin film. Yeah, we'd be a lot of snappy dialogue amongst eighth graders who would never talk that way the way he writes. It'd be funny. Yeah. I'll tell you this. If this had been our time, this definitely would have been recorded, Travis. The whole thing would have been recorded if it was today. But unfortunately, it was a time before cell phones and, you know, people just didn't have a million recording devices. So we have to leave it, True. oddly enough, in our memories in the past. Though I didn't see it, so I have no memory of it. I heard about it. Then I heard there was a fight between all the people who played in a basketball game after, like, Rob Height and all those assholes. And then they called the whole thing off, ended field day, and everybody went home. So. Yeah, he was Welcome scared. back to our eighth grade, the podcast. Eighth grade, the podcast. Hey, eighth grade, the movie. Eighth grade, the movie was a big hit. I, I, didn't catch, I didn't catch that one, actually. I, I watched you. 45 minutes of it, and it was so Ooh. uncomfortable. I just didn't want to finish it. I'm like, I don't wow. want this experience. This is awful. Uh, it's a that it's a good movie probably, but it's bitterly uncomfortable, huh. and I feel bad for any child growing up in this era. I truly do. So I'm actually glad we had eighth grade when we did. I don't regret it at all. I really don't. Yeah, uh, being a, a like a young kid with the internet and social media, fuck that. And uh, to boot, a female. So that just puts a little cherry on top that makes it worse which actually is not a cherry on top it's more like a shit nugget so anyways uh this is sim and i podcast we're live we're going to talk wedding crashers does it hold up 2005 film it's a comedy we're switching gears we haven't done a comedy in a minute so we'll get into that later in the show and we're going to talk about our quarantine viewing picks but first we wanted to pay tribute to a great actor a man with a great legacy now there might be some people who say you know Maybe he wasn't an ideal man to look up to. Sean Connery. You know, he uh, he he had an interview where he didn't look so great talking about hitting women or like James Bond being someone who hits women. Not ideal. But I think overall, he's done a lot of great films. And he was a he was a guy who did a lot for film overall. He really was more than meets the eye, kind of did whatever the fuck he wanted when he wanted. Travis, what's your what do you think, Tra uh, Sean Connery, besides <laughs> like hanging out in Jimmy's basement? With the endless Sean Connery bits about squat, which I always loved, which was fucking hilarious. Uh, what do you think of when you think of Sean Connery? To to be clear to people that 
haven't known us since we were 13. He's talking about pretending that you're Sean Connery or ordering a squirt, but no one can understand you. The the, the soft drink squirt. But no one knows what you're saying. You're trying to order a squirt. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, and I agree. Like, um, you know, when we when we when a, when an important influential person like this dies, I think it's on one hand it's important to like yeah acknowledge that he had some antiquated views, but he was 90 what 90 92 years old. Um, Great run. Um, so I mean, yeah, like we can we can harp on his uh, his failings, but the you know that's we're gonna find that with any figure anywhere, including everyone that's speaking in this podcast. So, um, getting that out of the way, I will say that um, performance wise, I watched Outland recently. I was really glad that I watched oh. that. That was a lot of fun. Um, but when I think, um, I think my favorite movie of his i don't know man it's really hard but um you know like because i want to say highlander because highlander is just so epic yep. and classic <laughs> um but i think i gotta say just cause from 95 oh. yeah i haven't i haven't revisited it in, in, a, in a while but um so I, I'd, I'd be curious to see if it holds up um so maybe look out for that in the future possibly but uh I remember it being one that was like a pretty great thriller and uh, a role that I wish that he'd done more. Um, the stuff that was just kind of like, you know, less um, epic all the time. Sometimes it was nice to, for him to do kind of like a he's a, he's just a cop. It's a cop movie. Like he didn't do a lot of those kinds of things. I mean, I, I love him as uh, as as Henry Jones. Don't get me wrong. I mean, like I love him in these big epic kind of roles, but. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's probably my, my favorite of his. What about Rising Sun? He plays a cop in Rising Sun. You enjoy that? I actually didn't catch that one. I read the book when I was a kid, but I never I never saw the movie. Oh, we both read that book. That's fun. I did that too, and then I saw the film. Uh, Eric ripped it last night in our text thread, but uh, I watched it last night and I kind of enjoyed it. I was like, this isn't even bad. It's not great, but he was actually wasn't so epic in this one. He was kind of more of like, hey, I'm just a cop, which is exactly what you're kind of describing. Yeah. Um, but better, better or worse than disclosure. Remember that? <laughs> Who remembers that? Why do I remember that? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about it. I, I don't know which to say. That's a tight one because they're not either. One's not great. Let's be Black honest. Luster films. Yeah. Yeah. They're no, they're no I, Congo. <laughs> yeah. OK. Uh, Eric, you think of Sean Connery. I know you're a big fan, aren't you? I've never really been a huge fan. I only look really... <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you, if you know me you'll know that i'm not terrifically ashamed to admit that i'm not a big james bond person back oh, my yeah. favorite james bond is uh timothy dalton i love both of those films where he was bond but i never really cared for james bond or sean connery as james bond like he just seemed like this like this tarzanian <laughs> specimen so I appreciate him more in movies like uh, where he played Malone in The Untouchables and Just Cause and uh, The Presidio and Humper Red October. But like when he does like this, this silly stuff like Zardoz and like Robin Hood, he did like three Robin Hood movies and and some of these just like tough guy stuff. It's a little bit too much machismo for me. Uh, I do like him in Marnie a lot. I talk about that a lot on the podcast. It's a very underrated Hitchcock film. He's great in it. Uh, problematic male character for sure, but uh, hey, it's Sean Connery. Um, but you know that that's about it for me. Uh, strong talent, likable personality, but I was never blown away by the man. But rest in peace, great run. 
Let me I, let me jump, yeah. sorry. Let me Go jump ahead. back in real quick since I, I didn't make uh, an important point. Since we were kind of dragging on him and talking about some of his moral failings, which are very real and very awful. I also found it interesting that like I very randomly, just totally randomly looked at two articles about him that just kind of stumbled across my, you know, my field of vision while all this was happening. And in both of them, I got to the bottom and and I learned that when he took the role for um, King Richard in um, Prince, uh, uh, Robin, Robin Hood. Hood and also when he came back and was lured back for like an astronomical sum, sum he was the highest paid actor in, in history for uh, Diamonds Are Forever when he when he was lured back to do Bond. Both of those um, both of those paychecks he he donated to charities, okay. wow. which is pretty that? cool. And that was just, that was just That's like I just cool. randomly stumbled across that shit. I'm like, if he if he just did that those times, he probably did that all the time. And that was the highest paid cameo I think in uh, of all time wow. at the time too. Wow, I agree with that. Awesome you brought that up. <laughs> I'm with uh, Eric. I I cannot think of. I've seen maybe one or two Bond films ever. I have no interest in Bond. It's never been a part of my desire to watch them. I played the game back in the '90s way more. I played Goldeneye yeah. infinitely more than I Jesus. ever saw any Bond God, yeah. films. So I only became <laughs> familiar with the Goldeneye movie through playing that game repeatedly. But I never watched. Any of those? It's just, it doesn't, I don't care. I don't know why it doesn't do it for me. Um, he's fun. I mean, I can absolutely see why people love him, and he's fine in the role. I'm just, I, I can take it or leave it. I'm just, just me. Well, it's become a lineage, you know, and I just yeah. don't care. But I watched. I decided to dig into '80s slash '90s Connery over the last couple of days. <laughs> yeah. You know, I uh, I did not get to Outland, which I wasn't even familiar with. Travis, a pretty cool film that I still want to watch. About you know, like it's a sci-fi film, right? The guys are on a moon in Jupiter or some it's, shit. It's a classic what western. Set. It's a classic western set in space. Yeah, that was a surprise. It's pretty good, and okay, it's not. Well, it, it is not cheesy. Like really, it's actually pretty solid. Well, it's on my list. I'm gonna watch that. I uh, by Eric's recommendation last night, I watched Playing by Heart, which oh, is the yeah. ensemble yeah. piece. Great movie. I remember that. Yeah. You do remember that. I'd never yeah, seen it. 1998. Uh, yeah. I liked last it of then. ensemble piece of like lovers, various relationships, not necessarily lovers. Uh, Jay Moore. Uh, has got, oh, yeah. Jay Moore. This was uh, that blew my mind. Jay Moore's got AIDS. I'm like, <laughs> he's playing uh, a guy, he's playing a guy on his deathbed with Ellen Burson and his mother. Jay Moore, the dead serious. This right. was the period of Jay Moore trying to be the dramatic actor yep. of Suicide Kings. Suicide and, Kings. He, he should have taken off more. Uh, he is a good dramatic oh, actor. Uh, John Stewart. Him. John Stewart was in that one too. Didn't uh, he was playing a lover boy in that one? That's Romantic right. Guy, yeah. Yeah. It's playing a. Well, it was pretty solid. I enjoyed it. So playing by heart, 1998. Check that out. Uh, I watched Medicine Man. Which, uh, <laughs> I liked Medicine Man, dude. Yeah, I don't know the whole time now, but I liked it back in the day. Isn't that Coppola or something? Who's in that? Who directed that? Uh, it wasn't a memorable director, if I can recall. I remember Here, you talk. Like, who... I'll look it up. Okay, I remember like saying, "Okay, who was this? Who did that?" But it's Ellen, Lorraine Bracco, and Sean Connery are out in. Yeah, like... it was John McTiernan. Oh, it is like the king oh, of all okay. action movies. Yeah, I heard and okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew it was someone good. So, oh yeah, yeah Family Business. Bracco. That was a good movie. I'm sorry. I watched Family Business too, and I had never seen that. <laughs> good movie. That now that's Sidney Lumet. And yeah. I really wanted wow. to watch that one because it's Sidney Lumet, Dustin Hoffman, Sean Connery, Matthew Broderick. And yeah, it's pretty good. It was pretty, it was all right. Um, so it's some <laughs> it's so um Lumet 
It yeah, is. yeah, it is. I don't, in a way that's hard to describe. Like they're when they're for, they're like robbing a place, for example, spoiler the movies, 30 plus years old. And they're, they're just standing there. There's no dialogue. They're like <laughs> looking for things and it drags on and on. it's really, it's classic, but it was all good. Yeah. 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 It was uh, all right. And then the rising sun wasn't good. Um, and I have just cause on the menu. So if you're recommending that I'll move that up the list. No, actually, hold on to that one because I really think I might uh, bring it into uh, into the show. Oh, okay, interesting. I hadn't thought of. I don't that. like to. I don't like a name say so in advance. But if you're gonna like, it's been on my mind for a while, anyways. And now he's passed. No, that's good. I learned that last week when what did I wa- I watched Falling Down and someone said, "Hey, I want to recommend that." Hey, I, you know, if someone gives me a little teaser about a possibility, it doesn't mean it'll happen. I'm fine to know that. So. Yeah, Sean Connery's dead. It was a hell of a run. He lived a full life. No regrets. Um, Good best tribute. <laughs> best of luck in the afterlife, uh, Sean Connery. Yeah, Schwab. Uh, all right, let's uh, talk about our quarantine viewing picks this week. Uh, we kind of, I kind of revealed some. I was watching Sean Connery as a tribute, but uh, Travis, are you uh, still in quarantine or are you free yet? Uh, I am free as of now, but uh, it's um, it's it's been a, quite a like a return to the early days of just kind of living in my pajamas and watching <laughs> all the movies. Well, I'm glad you're healthy, by the way. You avoided the scare, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, if I I didn't, I never got checked, so I mean, if I had uh, anything, it was asymptomatic. But uh, I don't think that I, I think I'm fine. So, um, but I did watch a lot of movies, especially over the weekend, over Halloween weekend. I watched a lot of horror movies specifically. Um, I watched, um, I watched Haunt from 2019, a Shutter exclusive, which uh, actually most of the movies I'm going to talk about today, I, I, I usually refrain to, from talking about the ones that I reviewed on Instagram, but I think that the ones I'm most excited about this week all ended up being the ones that I already reviewed on Instagram. Um, but, uh, Haunt was really, really good. I strongly recommend that movie. Um, I watched Murder Party, which I've seen many times. I watch it every Halloween, basically. Um, so uh, if you've never seen Murder Party, that's on Netflix right now. And it's Jeremy Solonier's first movie, and it's just fucking funny and weird and good. Um, I watched a documentary, Mike. I watched Exit Through the Gift Shop, which came out 10 fucking years ago. If I had any idea that Banky or that 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 that, uh, that Banksy uh, directed this movie about the guy <laughs> who tried to make a documentary about him, I would have I would have been all over this shit years ago. But I saw the title and I've heard about it, of course. But I saw the title a bunch of times and I just thought, well, you know, it's about museums or something like that. And I just wasn't <laughs> I wasn't that into it. And and it was really fucking good. Really um, good. Yeah, it was really good. Wow. Like the first third, I was like really engrossed. And in the, in the middle, I'm just like, uh, I really am starting to hate this subject. And then by the end of it, I'm like, this is fucking genius, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> genius. Fucking Banksy does it again. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it was good. Um, I watched, uh, I rewatched The Woodsman from 2004. Oh. Remember, remember oh, this God, movie? Yeah. yeah, great film. Uh, yeah, with Kevin Bacon. Daring. Uh, daring, yeah, it's a it's a brave role. Um, yeah. I, I I thought about bringing it onto the show, and then I thought about how heavy the subject matter would be because he's playing a reformed child molester. So it's a tough road to hoe. I figured, like, let's not talk about that for an hour. Um, but uh, uh, like, how do you accept that role? I mean, that's, he's the balls to take that on and try to put some humanity into somebody like that, and they do have some poignant touches. I mean, 
it's a powerful movie and it's tragic and it's really sad. There's nobody in the movie that you don't feel just fucking awful for. It's a, it's a hard watch. Um, but it really he is. A hard chances, watch. But by the way, but, Kevin Bacon does like to take chances with his he does. roles. I've heard yeah. him say that. I mean, he showed his dick in wild things. Let <laughs> me forget Mr. Skin checking in. Um, <laughs> um, lastly, uh, I, I felt like it was time to, to watch some more foreign horror. I wanted to watch like some highly rated foreign horror films. So I watched this film from 2018, which is um, one of the highest rated horror films on IMDb right now. It rates above um, The Shining. It rates above like uh, The Thing. It rates above almost every horror movie you can think of. It's like number eight of the highest rated horror movies of all time on IMDb. It's called Tumbad, uh, T-U-M-B-B-A-D. It's an Indian film. And it was a great example of why I probably shouldn't watch Indian movies because of that <laughs> many people think that this is a great horror movie, like like the one of the best horror movies of all time. I, it was good. It was it was good. Um, but it was like it was you know it's a six out of ten maybe six and a half out of ten. It was good, Ooh. but it but like um like man like oof, like not like a, a bit overrated. So um I do recommend it, but like go in with some tempered expectations. On the other hand, um, one of the other highest rated horror movies is a film called The Wailing from 2016, uh, a Korean movie called, called Guk Sung. And, and, and um, uh, this movie is it's like it's one of the highest rated movies. Um, and, and generally speaking, when you look at when you look at foreign film or you look at like foreign horror or you look at like it just shows up in a bunch of lists. So I was ready to be like underwhelmed by this one, too. And man, it is a incredible uh epic fucking movie man i really i i i wish i'd seen it sooner i, I can't recommend it enough the wailing hmm. wow okay the wailing that's a, a lot of movies i'll probably never see but that doesn't mean <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just an ignorant fool i am i admit that freely so eric branstrom tell us recommend us a top-notch film my man Dude, I watched a lot of like fast food horror trash last weekend. It was like so like just like <laughs> immediate like entertainment because it was Halloween. I want to change like... the name of the pod immediately. Fast food horror trash. I would actually <laughs> name the pod that. I'm not kidding. But I'm talking just like like anything that was on, I would just sit there and watch it. Nothing even really worth mentioning. Um, but I, you know, I love this season and I'll take a little break for a while from, from horror. I did catch a, a Thailand film called the pool about a dude that's trapped in a Olympic sized swimming pool with a giant fucking alligator. And he's got to deal with that situation. And it just reminds me how much I love like survival horror movies, like frozen where those kids are stuck on that ski lift. Anytime there's a movie where like someone's like, like in this God awful situation that's like natural or, or, or has to do with like animals or nature. I love that sort of stuff. How are they going to get out of the situation? And when you got a smart writer that can take a premise that's really good and execute it, like in the case of uh, this film, The Pool, I'm always there. Uh, but, you know, after the smoke cleared from Halloween, or the fog machine cleared from uh, Halloween, I decided to get back to my roots and just check out some regular film. I took another look at Edward Scissorhands. It's been probably 10, 15 years. I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it at length at some point. But this was just a reminder that it's it's the, one of these movies that like while you're watching it like every scene every frame just confirms like what a classic this film is it's you know i don't want to get too saccharine but it's a fucking magical film 
maybe even Tim Burton's finest effort. It's so original in its storytelling. The great Caroline Thompson, who also wrote uh, the Adams Family movie, which doesn't get the credit it deserves. It's oh, yeah. hilarious. I love Adams Family. Uh, I love, yeah, I love both like, those movies. Yeah, I mean, super talented writer. Wish she she'd put out more content after the course Corpse Bride. She just kind of. Uh, dissolved a little bit into ghostwriting status. But um, yeah, I watched that. Then other than that, between, you know, I, I, well, I do have to say out of all the horror movies I watched, the scariest thing I probably saw on my television was the McConnell McGrath poll results, but that's another conversation. <laughs> um, but, you know, between the tension of the election, just flipping back and forth between Portlandia and the news has been the antidote that I, you know, needed these past few days and just so funny. Wow. Okay. That is frightening. McConnell, six more years. This fucking guy, man. When's he going to go away? Never, never. This country is run by elderly white men. And we all know (laughs) that. So, Uh, you know, maybe someday we'll get to be elderly white men that run the country. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't want that to ever happen. So, yeah, uh, I watched some Connery to pay tribute to Connery, but I also watched a film I want to strongly recommend. It's kind of an old bit at this point. I feel like I'm in the the dark here, kind of left in the dust. Little premature. Or no, it's not premature. It's way too late is what it is. And predecessor. It was <laughs> uh I'm sure Travis loves this movie. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse. It's fucking fantastic. God, it's so good. And everybody so raved good. about it. I remember at 2018, people went ape shit about it, and deservedly so. I finally watched it. I wasn't as excited because it was animated for some reason. It just kind of limited my excitement. If it had been a live yeah. action film, I would have seen it way before. But gosh, it's such a fresh. It's everything's incredible. so fresh about it. Everything yeah. about it. You know, fucking the uh, Dick Cage, you know, Spider-Man Noir. So cool, man. I, I just I just was really impressed by it. And I'm so glad I finally sat down and watched it. And I'll watch it again. It's a it's a lot of fun. It's just a ton of fun. It has great repeat watchability. It really does. I could see that for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to do that. So, um, <laughs> I tried to watch it. Like, I stumbled upon it finally after like a night of like at the bar, and like it hurt my eyes because it's such a like a, it, like a strange type of animation. So I want to see it again, but it's just like I was not used to what I was looking at. So I had to, yeah, I had to go it up. Go back when you're not drunk. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> bit, bit it's, odd. It's, it's seriously like it's it's. I, I don't want to oversell it, but I, I I mean for me it's like if I if I'm naming the best movies of this century, it comes to mind. Got the Oscar for the best animated film, I believe. Yeah, it was a rare uh, a rare beating out of Disney Pixar and well deserved. Yeah. Christopher Lord, right? Uh, Lord and Miller, Lord, the team Lord up. Miller, yeah. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. Everybody involved. It's you know, there's good great actors, everything. The animation is so fascinating too. I really looked into it and read about it, how they really it looks like a comic book and they did it specifically so if you paused it at any moment in the movie, it looked like a comic book frame. That's the cool as fuck. What 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 is it? Is it stop motion? Is it like no, no, it's, 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 it's reduced frames yeah. per second on certain things. Instead of 24, there's 12, and then it's just animation. But they did it. I can't explain all the other parts, but you I just do gotta know watch it, dude. I mean, like it's just really imaginative. It's really cool. It's just yeah. All right. And apparently there's like it's Stan Lee's last effort before he died. So, and there's like 10,000 Stan Lee's in it, apparently, if you watch the movie. So, check it out. <laughs> Definitely watch this film. If you were like, ah, eh, you know, it looks like a kid's movie, or maybe I'm too old, or I'm not a big superhero guy, forget all that. This is a good film. 
Trust me. I also watched uh, Batteries Not Included. I don't know about the last time we watched Batteries Not Included. I wow. love it. I've 30 seen it. years. It's been just, yeah, it's been a few years, not like like three or four years, maybe. At the Such moment. a classic. I love that okay. film. Never gets old. And I hadn't watched it in about 10 years. Batteries Not Included shit. It's like 1987 or something. So, yeah. but it's really heartfelt. I really got a little bit emotional. I'll be honest. I did. <laughs> Jessica me, Tandy and yeah, give me Cronin yeah. and Tandy teamed yeah, up, man. Cronin. I'm probably gonna dig the movie. I don't, yeah. I don't think I can think of a bad movie that they teamed up in. 80s alien robots. Yeah, I'm all in all day. So that was fun. <laughs> Remember Space Invaders? Like those of fucking like asshole aliens come to Earth. Yeah, yeah. of so course, weird. man. From, I always got that confused with Missile Command, but yeah, I remember <laughs> uh, And then I I want to recommend the uh, Comedy Store documentary. I watched the whole thing, all five episodes. And uh, it was a good job. Mike Binder, local Detroiter, rock solid, um, yeah. straightforward. Uh, some fun stories that you don't, I had never heard that seemed to be true. And that's really the nuggets of this. If you're into comedy at all, if you love stand up, this is the documentary for you. Five hours, the five episodes just flies by. I just was like sucking it up. I was consuming it at a rapid pace. So that's on Showtime. So if you have Showtime access, go on there and you can watch all five episodes. So. Uh, that'll that'll pretty much do it. Uh, I also, by the way, I did find the movie that I will recommend next. I watched it, and I'm so excited when my turn is up because I oh. cannot wait for us to do this movie. So All right. a little little preview there, a little teaser. So you'll be ready. There won't be like a bunch of hemming and hawing. No. Like, I thought, of, for, I thought of, I got, I've got three movies in my mind. Let me tell you about these three movies, but I'm not going to tell you what the titles are or anything about them. I'm just going to talk about them and how uh, they're in my mind. Squid in the whale. <laughs> Fuck it. We're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it. But not this time. Not this time. And it's not Bombback either. I'm very clear on that. So. Not Bombback. That's right. Yes, that's right. So uh, Greta Gerwig? <laughs> oh. Nope. I don't understand. <laughs> Although I did, I really mm. loved uh, Little Bird. Bird oh. Tale? What is that? Oh, Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Yeah. <laughs> bird Tale. <laughs> bird Tale. The Bird Movie. I really love that Bird Movie. Okay. The, well, Mocking we got to. Yeah, there we go. Uh, I uh, would like to say this is the Cinema 9 podcast. We're having a great time. We're about to talk Wedding Crashers. Does it hold up? But I want to talk briefly. The election came through this week. I think we're still. Uh, going through the results, I don't know if there's actually a f- confirmation who the president is yet as of this evening. Is that correct? That is that is 100% accurate. Okay, good. But uh, it got us to thinking, you know, just kind of off the cuff, easy going. You know, some of our favorite political films. Uh, <laughs> politi- <laughs> easy going. <laughs> yeah. Well, Travis, I would love to. I would like to hear about the one that you uh, trivia quizzed me on, which I did not pass prior to the show here. You showed me a screenshot and I could not guess it correctly. Oh, um, I am halfway through the film, which I've seen before a few times, but uh, I, I thought I'd see if it held up because um, it wasn't that great back in the day. And so far, <laughs> it's not that great now. Uh, oh. But my, my fellow Americans from 1996, I, <laughs> I, I love me some Jack Lemon and Jim Gardner. Gardner. Yeah, you know, it, it, it seems like it should be a better team up. You got Dan Aykroyd in there. You got, you got our boy James Rebhorn. Uh, he's in there. Uh, there's a bunch of folks in this movie, but, uh, you know, it's it, there's a reason why it kind of didn't enter grumpy or grumpier old men's status you know <laughs> oh shit you know what i'm sorry i gotta bring this up i forgot to okay? mention this movie i wanted to recommend it i have to jump in there i'm yeah, sorry fine. do it Did, have either of you guys seen uh boys in the band on netflix oh not yet it's on my it's on my list the remake okay. right yeah the it was a stage play and a, a new yeah, one yeah uh, it's got uh what's his fucking jim parsons 
uh, the guy from yeah. that show that I never watched. Exactly, Kinto is in it. Yes, that's right. Yes, it's fucking good. I, I was a slow start, and I was like, "Am I going to finish this movie?" But I'm really glad I stuck with it. It's a fantastic film. Period piece, 1968. I want to wrong. I just want to strongly recommend that film. It's outstanding and uh, deserves a lot of thumbs. That's all. It, it looks like Netflix is making all the Oscar buzz movies. They got the, they got Ma Rainey's uh, Bucket of Blood coming out too. I mean, uh, The Five Bloods was you know a big contender. Uh, you know they're really. Uh, really doing good this year absolutely last year the irishman marriage story i mean they're they're in it to win it yeah oh yeah that's right that's true okay uh all right sorry i'm sorry for the interruption uh my Roma. fellow americans a classic political film that yeah, don't be, bother <laughs> that will be watched <laughs> by generations to come james garner will have you in stitches yeah. i mean if you like jack lemon you could do worse but i mean like oh. you could like but i mean I don't, I don't even know what it's that got means. like I mean, every Jack Lemmon movie is good. I mean, if you get it down, really is. It. Yeah. Does it have like guarding test syndrome that it's for old people that just get out of church and they're like, let's go to Big Boy and then go see a movie with Bill Nash. One hundred. Yeah. One hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> this, is, this, is for, this, this is for this is for the 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 the, the Denny's crowd. Um, also, it's. <laughs> It's like it's 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 like sad and it's like sad how charming it is. Like it starts off and like um like Jack Lemon's losing to Gardner and he's like uh giving his like concession speech. He's like, I don't think this guy's really fit to be president. <laughs> and everyone looks at him like, oh, and he's like, some people might think that. And like, oh, like, oh. And like by today's standards, it's like, yeah. Oh, Jesus wept. <laughs> uh, Eric, what about you? You got a you got a. A classic political film, or one that has intrigue, or is funny even. Um, my favorites are all over the map. My favorite is probably *Milk*, the Gus Van Zandt film from 2008. I think it says so much about the political system in the 1970s, while still being extremely relevant today. It's filled with top-notch performances. Gus Van Zandt's best film. Uh, other than that, I I I would like to take a look, and I'll give you a, a little hint here, Mike. So take this uh, as a possible future thing to look at. Uh, Wag the Dog uh, was one I really remember yeah. enjoying. Um, it's been a little bit forgotten about. Well, I think that was, wasn't that a David Mamet script and Barry Levinson directs? It was so. just so sharp and so uh, original for 1997. I mean, when you were talking about how the digital media can, can influence, uh, uh, you know, Everything under the sun. Willie Nelson, a, the good old that, shoe. That was good a game changer. Woody, Woody Harrelson and Kirsten Dunst. Uh, I like the that life. fucking hilarious. I like the boogie. Too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, really funny film. Um, you know Lincoln. I love uh, 2012's Lincoln. I, it gets better and better every time I see it. I literally could watch it right now, and I just watched it a couple weeks ago. Um, you know, other than that, I've never really been a big all of presidents men fan. Like any like serious like political scandal, like oh I, come on, what it's journalism? It's a great film. film. That's a great film. That holds up. Well, maybe I'll bring it up. Know. Maybe it won't hold up. That'd be interesting. I love that. I, that was a great film. I okay, I'm sorry. You're entitled to your opinions. I apologize. What's what's the worst political movie? City Hall. Are we just gonna say City Hall and move <laughs> on. Not good. <laughs> and Justice Not good. for All. 
that's 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 not Bullworth. It's not great. A Bullworth. Yeah, you got a you got a winner right there. Bullworth is probably the worst political movie I've ever seen. What about Blank Man? I mean, Blank Man is like a it's a political movie. There's a mayor involved, and it's very local. Well, but shit, it's if I mean, if we're if we're opening up the definition of political, I'd like to bring in the Battle of Algiers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Remember, um, Primary Colors, the Mike Nichols film. I, I never saw that one. Which are both plays Clinton. That's I'm actually kind of interesting. That's actually a pretty good movie, as I, I recall. Take another look at that. Yeah, I watch it. I've never seen that. I want. I, I saw to. it a, f- a few times back in the day, and I remember really liking it. Kathy Bates. We got yeah. uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, basically yeah. playing James Carvel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the raging Cajun. The raging Cajun. But by the way, James Carvel's in the movie we're about to talk about too. Wedding. True. He's Which in is, every movie. By the way, like, the, like for the just since we're talking about it, like for like the scene where like the the hero like sees the girl for the first time, like and is in trance, like she's so beautiful, <laughs> and she's hugging James Carvel. <laughs> He's just like draped over her, like James a, Carvel, like a meat. <laughs> That's Stole. funny. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it like that. That's a that's a fresh take. Great. I can't wait to talk about that. But I will. I will give this a recommendation for political movies. Recount is a great movie. I love Recount. It's fast paced. It's not it's not as boring as you might think, Eric. Like, you know, procedural Recount is about the 2000 election, Gore versus Bush. It's an HBO film. Uh, I know it does have Kevin Spacey in it. So um, that's Uh not a lot. I know he plays the key role in it. But if you can get past that, uh, it's got a great cast and it's really fast paced. It, It doesn't like get. You would think it would get bogged um, down in details about hanging chads and shit like that, but it's not like that. Yeah. Keep moving so, and moving, and moving. Yeah, Jay Roach, he did that. Then he did that uh, one with uh, Ed Harris as McCain. He had a little political. Yeah, well, that's another good one. Dude, game changer. I yeah, love game changer. Game, game yeah. changer. Game changer. It's a. Those are no. That's a book too. That's I love that one. That was like yeah. such an expose. And Jillian Moore does a great job as uh mrs palin yeah <laughs> a couple that i've been really meaning to rewatch. so i don't know i, I didn't want to like say i love these movies because i've only seen them like once maybe twice a piece but uh i do i've been meaning to rewatch watch Mar- uh ides of march with, yeah, I watched uh, it, with uh, two weeks Clooney ago. and how, how, how did it hold up was it still good yeah it was kind of was... dry and slow but i mean it was good as i recall in theaters that's that's a that's fair yeah it's solid yeah. it's decent yeah okay. uh philip seymour hoffman's great in it Right, that was one of the main reasons I've been meaning to revisit. Uh, also, remember the contender with Gary Oldman and Joan Allen and Jeff Bridges? Yeah, a lot of buzz around that. I wonder if that holds up. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Good performances, nice ensemble. You know what I want to find is uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I've also been meaning to revisit uh, Man of the Year with Robin Williams, which was really kind of a big bomb when it came out. And uh, but I, I wonder if I'd feel differently about it now. That's not Father of the Year, the Bobcat yeah, no, Goldberg one, right? Uh, dad, yeah, yeah, dad of the Year, Father, the the one about his son that committed suicide is fucking love that solid. movie. World's best, greatest world's dad. Best, world's world's best, oh, is that what it is? That was yeah, fucking that good. Movie, great. Yeah, love that, that movie's movie. world's greatest dad, something like that. It's yeah. really, really good. Um, this one, no. so Man of the Year. I never saw Man of the Year. That's where basically he plays like a John Stewart type character who somehow like falls into the presidency. Oh wait, yeah, I did see that. I turned it off. I don't know when or where, but I remember <laughs> it or wasn't. Why. It wasn't great, as I recall. Yeah, that's that's a Barry, I want to revisit it. Another Barry Levinson film, written and directed. That's, exactly. That's what I'm like. You know, like it seems like it should be better than it is. So, like, uh, it's on my list anyway. <laughs> okay. Wow. So yeah, there's a ton of uh, you know, there's a lot of political movies out there. Endless. Let's not dwell on politics though, because you know, 
We're trying to have fun. This is a movie show. We're about what? film. This was your idea. I didn't want to fuck with that. <laughs> oh, God, no. Well, I still like the idea, but I, I, I don't know. I'm trying to like uh, cow. I want to placate the crowd. You know, that's what I'm doing here. Does that makes sense. People, the people love when they like, they love hearing more about politics, especially during this week. <laughs> well, there's a lot of good political movies out there, you know? And uh, HBO seems. The, the one thing I wanted to say is there's a movie I never got to see that I really want to find, but I can't find it. It's the uh, Gary Sinise in the George Wallace movie that HBO did in like yeah, the yeah, late yeah. 90s. It's just called Wallace. Was that, was that HBO wanted... or was that like TNT? Because He did a Truman and then he did Wallace like right after oh, that. Oh, yeah. I saw the Truman one back in the 90s. That was all right, actually. There's not a lot of movies about Truman. So that was he did a good job in that one. I never saw the Wallace one, though. And George Wallace. I just think his history is a little more complicated. It's an interesting dude. It's not as the way the media and the way he's told in history. He definitely was a douche at times. Uh, it's just an interesting story. I'd like at to. Times? Well, the, right. I remember that. Hang, hang on. At times? Yes. Yes. He clearly <laughs> was. When was he not? Uh, <laughs> after he got shot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, things changed. Uh, yeah. There's a whole life of him in the 70s and 80s that doesn't really get talked about so that's why i'm right. interested I want but, but i'm interested story. in the fact that also like be, before he took the whole segregation stance he took a desegregation stance but that wasn't politically uh popular in alabama so absolutely so, absolutely. He, so he, he he was a pure like that was like to me that's one of the worst things about him is that he wasn't even a true believer he was he was just uh an, an opportunistic power hungry anyways all right you're think, right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> no, he's definitely a douchebag, and he he has to pay the price for what he did and what he stood for. And he will always be the face of being a scumbag piece of shit because he stood in the doorway in front of the university that, back in the day. So that's how it's going to be. He's a piece of shit. I want that to be clear. But history is always a little more complicated, and I like to dig into it. That's all sure, I'm saying. Sure, sure. Nuance yeah. is important. I'm with Harry, Harry Truman was no prince either, and they didn't get into that much in that miniseries that I can remember. Yeah, he uh, oh, he desegregated the military, but that yeah. doesn't mean he was a good dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I think we've we, you know what? We've had fucking worse. Yeah, <laughs> you don't say. we you have. Don't say. That is true. That's a good point to leave it on. All right, so we're gonna dive into it. We're gonna get ready to find out. Does it hold up? It's Wedding Crashers, two thousand five film starring Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson. This is getting confusing. You didn't always hate each other. There had to be some nice moments during the courtship, maybe. Or the wedding. The wedding had to be fun. You get you the decorations, families coming together. That's a nice moment. What'd you have to eat? Crab cakes. Are you kidding me? Crab cakes? Okay. I do not have a good time eating crab, crab cakes. cakes. I love them. And They're you phenomenal. Did you have a band? Yeah. Good or bad? Who gives a shit? It's a great band. It's a bad band. It's like pizza, baby. It's That's good no matter true. what. There's music in you the get air. Them playing shout, yeah. Hey, a little oh, bit oh, oh, hey, hey, shout hey, now! Hey, Jump up and shout now! It's a good time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rubbing up against each other. Just a couple of kids who like the fuck trying to make it honest. I get it. Clearly, Owen Wilson's like the protagonist, the more like main character. But Vince Vaughn's carrying this movie. Oh okay. All right. Well, let's uh, dive into it. You know, it came out in 2005. Uh, I was, we were all in our mid 20s. We were cruising along in life. We had it all figured out and we were about yes, to break through and become millionaires um, <laughs> a few years later. But <laughs> joking. Okay, so that, that didn't happen. But Travis, uh, 2005, I remember you got me the, uh, I still have it to this day. 
my lovely monkey on the wall for my birthday that year. Thank you very much. Steez art that I got you. Yeah, that's great. I got them. He's got headphones on a monkey with headphones on. Anyways, uh, do you remember watching this movie back in that day or do you uh, catch it later? I I don't remember the first time I watched this movie. It was definitely, you know, because this came out like it was, you know, old school and all that kind of stuff was out around the same time. And I remember a lot of my friends being really jazzed about this movie. And I remember seeing it, but it was it wasn't one that it just didn't sink its teeth into me the way it seemed to everybody else. Mm. And I only watched it a hand like a handful, maybe two or three times. Oh, okay, yeah, there was you know old school oh three, Anchorman oh four, and Wedding right. Crashers oh five. Three straight years of those, most of these people being involved, Will Ferrell types and Vince Vaughn being in those movies. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, maybe it was the. Fatigue. You were fatigued. <laughs> it's 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 not the same kind of movie, too. Like you know, like it's not like as goofy. There's 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 extended acoustic uh, scenes with people like longingly uh, laying against bedroom doors while Coldplay plays and that kind of stuff. You don't get that in Anchorman, you know. <laughs> Early two thousands, Todd Phillips like just gross out Ron's trash. It's like. <laughs> All right. How about you, Eric? Did uh, you see this one back in the day? I absolutely remember seeing it with a big crowd. It was like it was the day after like we went to this like huge party at Nick Charette's house. So like everyone was hung over. And like when you watch a comedy while while hung over, I don't know about you, but I I will laugh at anything. Like my mind's my mind gets in like a weird spot. And like I just I fucking like will laugh at anything. When I saw Anchorman 2, which is a really dumb movie, like I was crying. So when I saw Wedding Crashers in 2005 at Brighton Cinema, I was laughing so hard that I was rolling in the aisles. And uh, I'll never forget that movie experience. I'm not a big comedy guy. Even to this day, I'll stuff my snobby nose up in the air. But I'm excited to talk about this one. <laughs> wow. Rolling in the aisles. I always love yeah. <laughs> I was rolling around in the aisles. What, is there a worse place to roll around the aisles than a no, fucking movie theater? God, no. That's <laughs> so gross. I mean, I guess like an airport bathroom would be worse, but not much worse. Yeah, Disgusting. a pig farm. That's true. Uh, 2005, <laughs> I did not see this movie in the theater. I caught it on DVD, I think like a year, maybe two later. I can't quite recall, but I remember being pretty hooked in. I was like, this is fucking funny. I'm laughing. I love see- and it's rated R, and I loved it. I really took a stance back it's then. R. This was the rated R comedy. The rated R comedy is back. You know, like old school, it kind of set the tone. Yep. Wedding Crashers confirmed more of this, and then rated R comedies were everywhere. And even yeah. like stuff like... uh. Like Travis, that you love, like Hamlet Two, which came out in 08. That was a rated R comedy. And- hang on, hang on. Can we back up real quick? Are we forgetting about there's something about Mary and the fact that like every movie around the turn of the century had semen jokes in it? That's they were true, all too. R. Yeah, all right, that's fair. big one, ninety nine. That's fair. Yeah, yeah so the whole there was that there was that one movie with uh, Elizabeth Hurley and uh, Chandler, and he shoved his entire hand up like a cow's butthole or something. Yes, he did. <laughs> this is like this. This was like the norm for that kind of that for that era. Like we got to throw in the one scene that makes people want to throw up. <laughs> maybe what I meant to say, I think I got it backwards. I'm glad you said that because maybe it was kind of like the end. The rated R comedy started to flame out by by the time we got to the 2010s. The Hangover tried to be like the last one, and I feel like it kind of flamed out after that in like 08. But hey, this is all nuance and subjective. Who gives a shit? Uh, it's a rated R film. Uh, it's uh, classic by some, uh, garbage by others. Uh, did you guys look up the score? You got the score on IMDb? No, didn't look. Well, what's the guess? Give me something. This uh, is a 2005 classic or not? I, I think people still like it. I'll say seven two. 
I'll say uh, 6.6. Hey! Well, the lower score, if the price is right, rules wins. It's a 6.9, just on the cusp of the the solid 7. So it's a pretty good rating. Uh, You know, (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes people, they don't always love every movie. So you're not going to (laughs) get... Like a, a guaranteed winner from either the critics or the audience. Uh, things can change, but the audience mm. loved this movie less again than the critics did. 76 wow. critics, 70 audience, which again really blows my mind. That's surprising. Yeah. I thought the audience carried this movie. I thought the critics would think it was like, I don't know, childish trash, but that's not, <laughs> that's not the case. 76%. Well, you know, you know Roger Ebert loved motorboating jokes. I mean, that was like his. <laughs> oh, okay. he was not kind. To this one, come on! I can't believe I can't believe Roger Ebert was so cruel to Medicine Man. That's what I'm trying to get over. I mean, that really bummed me, bummed me out. Like, come on, Roger, you can't see the good they're trying to do here. It's a decent film, but uh, you know, as always, we like to look at what the critics said and go back in time. And since this movie came out in 2005, the internet definitely existed. We can have accurate retellings. Um, Looking for our buddy Destin. But in the meantime, here's a Wesley Morris, who I love. I always say that Uh, at this time he was at the Boston Globe. And he said the antidote to Hollywood's recent string of refried plots and allegorical disasters. Boldly, boldly, it embraces what too few big movies have this summer. Fun. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So I guess there was no fun in 2005. Dude, that was it was a it was a bleak year, man. This was like uh this is uh peak, you know, we're in war, just constant yeah. war all the time. Uh yeah. this was like before everyone finally like w- said it once, like, hey, I think George W. Bush really fucking sucks. Cause it really because everyone acts like <laughs> everyone acts like they said that all along, but in reality, uh some of us were only saying that, you know, by ourselves until about two thousand six. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh Destin Thompson checks in. He says it's often dirty, yes, but it's also manic and inspired. Again, a very brief uh, review from Dessen. That's it. Manic and inspired. As All opposed right. to our old pal Roger, who said, there are individual moments that are very funny, but it takes a merciless focus to make a good comedy, and the director, David Dobnik, has too much else on his mind. Dobkin? Yeah. We got Dobkin here? Dobkin. 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 We got Dobkin here. Too much on his mind. What another deep analysis from Ron Peter. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe he knows him personally. He's like, a, we, I, I see him every time. We, we have the same psychologist. He comes out. He's at a crying mess. And I go in and say, what's up with that guy? Like, I, well, I kind of I kind of know what he means, though. Like, this film is a comedy, but there are these, like, this guy's pining over this girl. It gets And there's, like, these scenes of very seriousness. And, like you said, the Coldplay scene, like, during all this yeah, hijinks yeah. and this bozo is- activity going on in this house on the Maryland shore. Then there's this series, I saw sparks. Yeah. It's classic, like, classic Van Wilder shit. Like, <laughs> show show me, like, something hilarious and stupid. And then, like, all of a sudden, I'm supposed to be like, oh, this is deep and serious. All right. <laughs> Why? 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 Like, why couldn't, you know, that? I just thought that Coldplay scene is so out of whack. Like, the whole night is filled <laughs> with this Vince Vaughn's getting, you know, uh, taken advantage of by his girlfriend. And then <laughs> Todd comes in with the gay nude art show and... It's uh, it's all funny. It makes me laugh. He wants to play tummy sticks. Who doesn't want to play tummy sticks? But I gotta tell you, uh, uh, that seems no? a little rough. I, I, I'm taking oh, the old, 
Well, taking the only gay character and make him a, making him a creepy weirdo played yeah, for laughs. Very two thousand five. That's not great. That's not okay. You know, I mean, that's not cool. Well, he stands up for himself. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, he's still a creepy. He's still a, a creepy guy man. that's played for laughs. I mean, like it's. Yeah. I'm just saying, like uh, it's, it's 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 a joke. Well, he's the I, yes. Okay, I see that point. But he's the outcast of the family, and he's gay. That sucks. But that also has happened, and it's not like it's never happened. So I I'm think not it's saying... cool that he's gay, Mike, and I'm offended by you. I think you're canceled. <laughs> I think it, I think it's great that he's gay. All over, Mike. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, I'm just I saying. I think they could. Yeah, I just think they could have done better, even for the. This is why I brought this movie in, though, Sorry, because Eric, of shit like this. I wanted yeah. to hear these opinions. <laughs> this is the exact reason. I chuckle, but like, like. The, like the my two of my biggest issues are like the Todd character and like the like the like the uh, the vulgar grandma like both of those characters I could cut out they're just way too like just dumb like Adam Sandler supporting characters to cut to for like a cheap laugh they neither of them really work for me but like yeah making the one gay dude that's like like an artist just this fucking weird imp I didn't I didn't care for that either I thought the same thing even for two thousand five standards. Let's talk about the pacing of this film. It's so fucking strange. Like it opens it's with this. So weird. It is weird. Like, I remember sitting in the theater and I'm like, the sweating sequence keeps going and going and going. And I still remember <laughs> being in the theater. Like, I guess I can admire it because it's it's different and it really sets up the fact that these guys are just fucking horrible goddamn assholes. But it doesn't really get old for me. Like I laugh and enjoy the entire like 25 minute montage. Well, I'm talking about the fact where the, it opens with this mediation and then it goes into this this like weird intro credit. And then it, you don't actually hear the theme of the movie until they go to that wedding at the Clearies. Then all of a sudden it's like, it's like, what the fuck? This, Couple kids like weird, the fuck trying to make yeah, it out of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that sequence is funny, but like, it's just a weird pacing and I like it. I think it was kind of refreshing. Yeah. It's it is it is different. Um, it, it 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 works though. I, I I do think that like um, all right. So watching this movie, uh, I'm like you know I'm, I've got my pen in my hand. I'm taking notes. I'm like okay, <laughs> these guys have a shitty job, you know. I'm like oh, uh, Vince Vaughn is really really appropriate with every woman that he interacts with. Like uh, that's not okay. And I'm like going on and like I'm like okay. And then I'm you know I'm like. And then they get to where like they break out the the two fake uh, purple hearts, and I'm like, oh, cool, stolen valor. These guys are the worst people on the planet, and um, we're just supposed to ride along with that and like them for the rest of this movie. Cool, that's really cool. These people fucking suck. And then of course, like I'm watching the movie, I'm like, I just gotta put the pen down, man. And I put the pen down. <laughs> This is, not, this, this is not a movie to be sat there and uh, dissected and, and approached critically the way that I, I kind of usually do or want to, um, or else I would just I'd just focus on the fact that these are just awful people and, uh, and be <laughs> stuck on that. Um, so once I did that, I was able to start enjoying the movie. And uh, there is there is some problems with it, which I pretty much just addressed. But um, once I set the set the pen down, uh, I did allow myself to laugh. And I laughed quite a bit, and mostly, <laughs> mostly at Vince Vaughn. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's the star of this movie. He's, he steals the show. And, until he gets like to the point where he falls in love, and then he's not funny anymore. Uh, but up until that point. Like everybody in real life, though. So that's, that's <laughs> I like that. 
I'm sorry, but on a special Cinema Night podcast, Travis decides to put down the pen and let himself <laughs> laugh. <laughs> on a very special Wedding Crashers podcast. Travis gives himself permission to chuckle. <laughs> Oh, uh, we haven't watched a lot, we, we haven't watched a lot of comedies in a while for for one, um, but also yeah. like like this, this this just doesn't lend itself to deep critical analysis. Well, and I mean, you know and goddamn it, every time you say it's comedy next week, I'm like, oh fuck, goddamn it! And every single time you bring one to the table, I am laughing my ass off during the entire thing. So <laughs> everything's ready for the quail hunt. Sorry, the quail? Yeah, it's a it's a clearly family tradition. Well, I, I think you might have to deal me out on this, because we we're going to... Nonsense, uh, I insist. John, you got to go. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Zach, honey, um, you a little bit sick for hunting? Oh, no, I'm great. Honey, I'm great. Oh, I'm going. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> okay, you're going. So, uh, I guess I'll see you later. I'll see you later. Easy, okay. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Environmental's also a, a hunter. It's kind of an interesting combination. I hunt quail, Jeremy. They're overpopulated in this region, and they're decimating the grubworm population. You got a fucking problem with that? Not nearly as much as I do with the uh, attire that you have on, or just your general point of view towards everybody. But let's go kill some birds. I'm psyched. That's interesting, too. But what Travis said about how these guys are awful guys while he has his critical lens on, which is true. <laughs> uh, it's interesting that they try to hold up Sack, Bradley Cooper's character, as like this even worse guy. But who's really worse between Sack and both of these guys? All three of them are scumbags. Clearly Bradley Cooper, which kudos to him for getting this role. It put him on the map. I mean, I know he'd done What Had America yeah. Summer before this, but it really put him on the map. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, I kind of had a problem with that character too. And partly, partly I'm like, do I just don't like the fact that they're making fun of liberals here? Um, so is that, is, but like, also, but like, in, in, like, but like, cause he does suck and he's a phony. Um, but like he, he does do actual good in the world based on what is, uh, some of the things that he's describing. And also like when he punches Owen Wilson, in the stomach, Owen Wilson deserved to be punched in the face. Uh, what you, what that guy was doing is a shitty, shitty thing to do to just intrude on someone's home with a fake name sleeping in their home sleeping in their clothes constantly hitting on her your fiance (laughs) yeah poisoning you um like it's (laughs) like there's nothing there's like this is such a like this movie is very much a a, a, an exercise in perspective Uh, yeah uh there's another you know another way we could take this where it's just like you know obviously these people are villains yeah but okay so, right, he comes out and he punches him. But before that, you know, he gets his P.I. on the case and he's talking with the guy on the phone about, hey, how was the bachelor party? Oh, yeah, I banged her once and then I banged her again. It's like, this guy sucks, too. It's just a bunch of people that suck and they're pieces of shit. They're all lying. They're all scheming to get what they want. And it's all underneath the surface. But everybody is on the brink of being just a complete scumbag in any given moment. Then I, I don't see any difference between all three. Except of for the Secretary of Treasury. Apparently yeah. he's the only good person <laughs> yeah, in right. the entire a, movie. A I wanted to play. Right. Is- hey, guys, we're going to play some touch. Football. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that- I mean... Jesus. Yeah. Oh yeah, that sequence is so dumb. By the way, they there's a wedding, a big ass wedding, yep. and then it's over by what, like one p.m. And then yep. they're heading back for an afternoon of football and drinks, and then dinner in the evening. Like, what is the timeline on this day? It that day has always bothered me. 
I, don't, I Dude, can't get over it. it. It makes more sense than the end wedding. The end wedding, they, they, they do the wedding, you know, like Vince Vaughn and Isla Fisher get married. And then they, they leave yep. and they're like, hey, so-and-so's wedding's at 3 o'clock. And they're like, fuck yeah, <laughs> let's go do it. What better way to spend your honeymoon than at the wedding of a complete stranger? You're right. They take more <laughs> liberties with time than fucking Game of Thrones did. You're right. Wow. So, yeah, they got call. married and had the reception by before 3 p.m. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I, I don't know. As you well know, I don't know anything about sports, but like, touch, do people just like say, let's play touch football? Like, it seems like one of those scenes, like they stuff into a comedy just to have like more physical gags in, like, yeah. like and meet the parents when they did like that volleyball shit just to like have a ball, like hit someone totally. in the balls. Uh, everything's a uh, very family tradition. Everything is a very family tradition. Yeah, <laughs> Funny though. Okay. Vince Vaughn. Hilarious. Uh, yeah, Mr. Walken was great. Like in the yeah. small role that he played. I just, I laughed at Walken a few times. Like oh, when, he's, <laughs> when Vince Vaughn comes down the stairs, he's like, I'm a very powerful man. And they just yeah. stare at each other for 10 seconds. That's funny. That's yeah. fucking funny. There's a lot of laughs. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we're done. yeah. Guys, we had a moment of silence. I guess the podcast is over. Uh, we, can't, we can't avoid the problems with this film, but I just want to, you know, we talked about Vince Vaughn, funniest guy in the movie. Uh, we all agree. Oh I my believe. God. It's infectious. So He's... goddamn funny. When he caresses that guy's face. Oh, it's so fucking funny. And, and and he kisses the bald dude's head um, when they're, when he's pretending <laughs> to be Jewish, but the oh, fucking the the Vince Vaughn Henry Gibson scene for me oh just God. takes the cake. I mean Henry Gibson barely does anything in that movie in that scene in, in terms of talking, and he's hilarious. His <laughs> responses, his reactions are all just so priceless. And <laughs> Vince Vaughn man. just laying it all out there, then going in for the full kiss on the lips, like it's just <laughs> so, so fucking funny, yeah. man. Yeah, you wonder. Well, I bet a lot of that was improv too. I, that's what I was gonna much- say. Yeah, like this is what this in like Anchorman 2004. This is really when they started just like letting the camera roll. I think they overdid it, like in the later 2000s and nowadays, especially. It's just say whatever happens, happens. But perfect improv from those guys. Hilarious. Yeah, that's what sucks about Vince Vaughn's career where we are now in 2020 yeah. because he was so funny in this movie. Oh and I'm like, God. oh, you give the guy the right role and let him do his exactly. thing. There's got to be so many more funny bits. But if you look at like the dilemma with like Kevin James, that was lame. <sighs> we all know. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the true detective thing. That's a different thing. That's like a serious film. I, yeah. liked, I, liked, I liked him yeah. in it. Yeah. I love season two. Yeah. What anyone says. Under, that. Underrated. That's, I'm just talking comedy like these roles. Frank Claus. Yeah, yeah. the internship, just this like lazy yes, slot. Where's the energy? Hey, what reunites the, them together and it doesn't work? What's the one where he jerked off a bunch and got everybody pregnant? Oh, that was actually pretty uh, good. Uh, the delivery man. man. Delivery, delivery man. man. Delivery man. That, yeah. that was actually pretty good. Um, I, right. I, I, I really uh, four like, Christmases and then the both those. The four Christmases and the, the retreat. Oh, the breakup I, yeah. and the Love retreat. The breakup. The breakup. That's where I was going was the breakup. So he, he does he does have some yeah, solid gold. And I can't blame him for wanting to stretch his wings. I'm very happy that we have – what's this? Rumble and cell block, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, He's got some – like I'm glad he kind of stretched his wings. And and um, the last thing I saw him in was that um, – Fighting with my family, where he's playing. I think I mentioned this on the show before. He's playing like a, uh, a bit more of a. He's like a team player. Like he's not. He's like the third or fourth. He's not remotely like uh, the one of the main characters. It's just kind of like a backup role. And like I'm like I, I'd like to see him do a little bit more like stuff like that. To be honest, like I'd like to see him. I like. I, I think that he's a pretty versatile actor that kind of got stuck doing Vince Vaughn all the time and being like the pitch man and the salesman and like, hey, I'm super funny. Hey, yeah. Mikey, Mikey, you're you're fucking money. You know, like um, I actually like it a little bit better once he uh, got the clout where he could pick his roles a little bit more. 
Well, his early 2000 run you know, of old school dodgeball in this movie, uh, they really solidified him as like the comedy master for a bit. And then Breakup is a, a mixture of comedy, but also drama. It's weird. And, done right, yeah. though. Done right, drama, though. That's yeah. what you say. Yeah, yo, no, I, I have no arguments there. But then, like you guys all said, it's just Fred Claus, Four Christmases, Couples Retreat, <laughs> The Dilemma, Lay the Favorite, The Watch, which also was, bo- I didn't like oh, that either, that like was, the neighborhood yeah, watch thing they do. Pretty bad. Pretty bad. Um, so, hey, no one's perfect. You're not going to pick every winner. We all, there's been shit scripts that have been taken. You think they're great, they don't work out. But so it's not yeah. his fault. But it's what's one thing I thought about with Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah, that, that guy. We haven't mentioned him at all, have we? Yeah. Mr. <laughs> the fact that he actually has the suicide attempt and then in this movie he's thinking about suicide was fucking bizarre. It was hard for me to ignore that. Yeah. And it took some of the yeah. it used to be funnier to me. I was like, oh, this guy's down the dumps. They're really pushing it. And I kind of like it, it was a funny angle. But now it's it's not so funny to me anymore. All right. Look, I wanted to come by here and tell you that I feel really bad about everything that's happened between us. Your friendship means a lot to me. I miss seeing you. I know. I know. Look, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm glad you found someone. I can't tell you how glad it makes me to hear you say that, man. Get on in here. Let the big bear get his paws on you. You know I love you. Uh, it's good to see you, good man. To see you. Are you sure you've been okay? This does not look like a guy who's oh. been okay. <laughs> it's like a what happened? Guy. It's like a mosh pit in here. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting married. Get out. What? You just sat there and said that you were happy for me then. I'm hanging by a thread. I'm reading Don't Kill Myself books. You said that the book wasn't yours. Don't worry about the book. It isn't mine. But I glanced at it. John, you've been my friend for 16 years. I'm getting married. I need you there to be my best man. Kindly leave. I'm trying. Kindly leave. I'm reading Kill Myself books. It's stung a little bit. <laughs> that, that is a great response, though. When he says, don't get married, get out. <laughs> kindly, kindly leave. Kindly, kindly leave. Yeah, he, he, he does. I, I, I was a little hard on him earlier. He does He does have some pretty oh, funny he's moments. Fucking in funny. I'll give him that, but. Uh... But I, but I still strongly feel that like, and part of it's the, the you know, the, the the writing. Like he probably didn't say, "Can't I linger more at the doorway?" Um, like, <laughs> uh, but but, yeah, but but Vince Vaughn's charisma and delivery uh, is is really what makes this movie watchable. I will say, uh, in terms of critique, why is this two hours long? Yeah, I noticed that last night. I was thinking about you guys as soon as I, I saw that. I never again. like. I I always like. I've only seen it a few times, but every time I saw him, I, I remember feeling like, "Wow, this is really starting to drag." Like, why is this drag? And I never noticed like the runtime until last night. They needed to shave like seriously a good twenty five minutes off, twenty twenty five minutes off that movie to, and it would have been stronger. It would have been stronger without Will Ferrell. Without I'm sorry for all the people that love oh. the mob, the mob Meatloaf fans, but like yeah, that's it, it would have been it would have been it would have been stronger without yeah. both of his scenes. It would have been stronger without that yeah. whole funeral no runaround shit. Stronger? Uh, Come on, you could cut I other shit so. out. Well, oh yeah, no, yeah, no. The, the doorways, obviously, the doorways. The Coldplay scene goes first. <laughs> I mean, yes, that get rid it of does. That. It does slow down when Jazz comes in. I think they could have introduced him but not cut to actually showing him crash the wedding i thought they just should have had him oh talk yeah about how he does it then move yeah. on but yeah, yeah. but That's for me true. i mean i'm mr cut the blow trim the fat and i was laughing throughout for me 
if it's still funny, even in, in like an hour 40 in, it doesn't bother me. And I was laughing the entire fucking time. I felt like it dipped and then it dipped. Yeah, I can feel that. I see what you're saying, but I didn't. I agree with Eric. I felt the same way. I was like, oh, this is fun. As long as it's funny, it's funny. But the Coldplay shit and even the Cleary wedding could have been cut down. And I don't know if we're watching the unedited or the not, you know, because there was the release version. Yeah, I watched the theatrical. I think it just has more breasts in it in the scene where they're laying the women on the beds repeatedly. I'm serious. That's like one of the extended parts of the fucking movie. Thank God they put that back in the movie. Yeah, full fucking time. You know, that Can't see boobs anywhere on. else. Even though Eric said he was rolling in the aisles laughing, they could have cut that down. I got the point. They're, they're exploiting that. They're exploiting every ethnic group that they can, you know, and trying to just be as stereotypical as fuck in one yeah. second or like five seconds of dialogue. And that's just trash. Chuck Vindaloo. Yeah, come on. Get the fuck. Seamus O'Toole, I want to get drunk. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, please. That's just, cr- that's cringe trash. That, I don't yeah, like it was, that. It was lowbrow, like, it was just, like, not even that. It's just, like, lazy. It is lazy. Because they're showing the fact when they go to the Cleary wedding, they got, like, a whole folder and playbook. You know, put some effort into it. Come up with a backstory that's unique and, like, step into it. You, you didn't do that. Maybe there's no time to do all that. I understand that. Now I'm being a little too over the uh, top. But... Regardless, I actually think one of the people that steals the movie, and I didn't always used to think this, but I thought of it last night, was uh, Isla Fisher. She's fucking she's funny. funny, and she's, she's funny. so manic. Uh, and I yeah. laughed a lot. When she, she's got the bottle, and she's going to spray him more with the fucking rubbing yeah. alcohol or whatever, and he's got the cut yeah. on his <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. And she then she twirls a twist on him, and that's cool, too. And I never – I like that more now. I didn't take that – for what it was worth back when I was younger watching this movie. I like that, you know, Vince Vaughn gets, hey, this is what it fucking feels like. And it kind of impacts me more now. I don't know why. I like that Vince Vaughn thinks that, like, her line about being a virgin is about the same as her telling him, as him, like, giving her a fake name, fake history, um, you know, just, like, complete and utter fraud. <laughs> like, it's the same. It's all the same. We're on the same point. <laughs> Hilarious. Great uh, supporting role, but, like... I- Am I on like living on Mars or I really don't even remember seeing her in anything else since 2005. Where, where, where is she? Or am I like all fucked up? Yeah. You're like, all where fucked. is this Isla Fisher? Like name one thing she's been in. She's definitely around. I can't believe what, in I what? Think of this. Uh, you know, that classic movie, the one that you haven't seen yet. <laughs> she saw her Baron Cohen's wife. I know that. Yeah, I know that. Maybe. That's all I know. They got yeah. three kids. Maybe she's just been busier with that. Um, uh, you're the, right though, I'm, man. I, I can't, off oh, the top of my the, head. It was in the Gatsby. She was in Great Gatsby. I didn't she played see that. Oh, yeah, I like the, that. I don't even remember her in it. You don't remember in that? Yeah, no. she was in that one. And uh, Hot Rod. She's in Hot Rod. That was 20 years ago. That was more recent than Wedding Crashers. It was 2007. You're right. Well, whatever. But, it was a long and time ago. the first time I ever saw Isla Fisher, and Travis will appreciate this, is I Heart Huckabees. She's the new Huckabee yeah. girl that takes... I must have blacked that out of my mind. I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> Right, so she hasn't done a ton. You're right, but okay, fine. You win. I'll even just well, let you win. All right, you ready to jump into this? I will never forget the first time I laid eyes on this Rachel McAdams. Something happened to me that day. I've never been the same. Uh, and I like was her. Was she hugging James Carvello at the time? I think she was giving <laughs> John McCain a kiss on the cheek. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was forever changed. But, you know, I, I like her in the film, but she does do a lot of just, like, kind of standing around waiting for, like, the men in her life to help her out of her little rut. Most of her moments of uh, like uniqueness are are actually her being pretty shitty, um, like her laughing at her at her sister or her friend. Yeah, uh, not wedding. the worst, yeah. best, or the, not cool ever. 
or the yeah. speech is what I was going to say next. Like, yeah. like, like she's not that great, which I guess is what we're supposed to be like. Oh, what a perfect fit for our main hero, John. They're both <laughs> bags of wet shit. Um, no, but then so. he's telling her to use the heart. That's just so fucked up. Come on. This guy was a scumbag. Hey, use your heart. I know heart better than you do, woman, even though I'm fraudulently at this wedding. You podcast <laughs> people listening to the podcast can't hear it, but I just rolled my eyes so hard it hurt my eyes. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. She ignores him for what, like six months because of what he did to her, and then like it takes one like fucking bullshit speech that he's probably given at every wedding that he's crashed, and she's like, Oh, okay, now we can be in love again. Oh, it's, the talk now. it's a talk with daddy when looking at flowers. Well, you know what you want, you know what you want. And, and oh, honestly, that's it. okay. And I'm sorry, like, oh, a, a comedy that chooses to end with a big speech in front of a captive audience? Wow, that's rare. Uh, <laughs> and then Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper decides to out himself as a huge asshole. I want to make sure everyone knows I'm a huge fucking dude. <laughs> right. He's the fucking sack, man. He's the what a wait. What is that name? Sack. sack. Where? Claire, get up on that altar right now. Stop it. Claire, get your fucking ass in that altar right now. Wow. Getting a nice preview of what marriage is going to be like with Ike Turner here. Here goes. Show that with the Dalai Lama, jackass. Sack. Yeah, I, I always I thought know. it was Zach, but it really is Sack. Oh, I thought I thought it was Zach the whole time too. No, it's Sack, like nutsack. It really is. I don't Student know why. Activity center. No, there's know. a K on it too, like a true Sack. Oh, it's probably like his frat name. Yeah, you're probably right. Anyways, yo, he's great in that, though. It was the first time I ever saw him. I always remember that. Even though he's a scumbag, he played a great he's scumbag. Did a great job, and he's it's obviously – We all know who he is now, so we don't have to – We don't, It's not like Isla Fisher, like, where is she? Where has she been? And I do want to say this. She was in a movie that is incredibly forgettable uh, that came out a couple years ago called The Beach Bum with Matthew McConaughey, which is – Dude, Harmony. I got like, I got like 10, Harmony for rim. 15 minutes in, maybe 20 minutes, and I had to turn it off. Just yeah. so You awful. are a genius. You That's are smarter than me because I watched the whole fucking thing, and it was awful. God, I wish I was as smart as yeah. you are. It was so, so terrible. I turn off movies very rarely, but I, I did I know. not look back when I turned that one off. You shall never regret that, sir. Let me promise. Let me guarantee you that you I made haven't. the right choice. So, yes, yeah, yeah. she's not been as busy and she's been in shitty movies. Anyways, you know, <laughs> we start to look at this film. We have broken it down. What else have we missed here? I mean, we got you want to talk about the cinematography? You want to talk about the set design? <laughs> uh, really dumb score. Classic dumb comedy score. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is an dumb, old school brass. What is the dumb of... comedy score? It's flutes and tubas. That's that's the comedy. I know that me and Guile used to do like a gag where we combined uh Seinfeld, like Seinfeld and the intro to wedding with Kirby enthusiasm. We do all three together. I don't know how it worked, but it used to make us laugh a lot. This is so dumb. So dumb. But I like a dumb yeah, score. What very dumb. I like a dumb score. I do. But in the well, end, it, you know. It's a bit of a throwback score. It's a bit of like a 90s style Howard Shore score. <laughs> <laughs> What's his fucking name? Uh, 
Newton Howard, James, James Newton Howard. James Newton Howard. <laughs> James Newton Howard has some. He he could pull off some some dramatic stuff. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like he had a long he had a long run where it was like him and Alan Silvestri and Howard Shore were like holding yeah. down the fort with the with the goofy like oh Kevin Klein's got another movie coming out. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. God, I wish you if you could see this in person right now, it's a lot funnier. Trust us. All right, so you know, wedding crashers. Does it hold up, gentlemen? I think we have to come to a conclusion. And I uh, have some concerns here. I'm, I'm wondering <gasps> if this is going to make the grade. Travis Roy, you put down your pen for the first time. This <laughs> is going to be a memorable podcast. Eric's right. You've never put your pen down as far as we know. I mean, I did Even pick for... it up a couple times afterwards. But, uh, uh, okay. but for the but most did... part, but for the most part, I, I did put it down. Did you keep it up? Harsh times. You kept the pen the whole time, right? I keep it up all the time, usually, yeah. Okay, so this is a historic moment, so why don't you give us the bottom line? Um, Bottom line is, like, yeah, these, like, these are irredeemable characters. Like, they set them up to be bad. They set set them up as bad people. Like, you can't say, like, oh, hey, we're both cool with stolen valor, and then just, like, I expect me to ignore that and forget that because he falls in love. Um, That's, that doesn't negate who you are um but like you know that's not why we watch a comedy right yeah. that's not why we watch a movie like this we don't like um there's many many movies where I mean, this is actually a classic trope where you're like laughing at how horrific the guy is and then you watch him um kind of like bloom like you know like uh like uh, as good as it gets or um i can name a million movies where you're like you're laughing at the asshole and then like he's at but he's the hero so like it's that that's not super unique i i i i, I shouldn't get too hung up on that you talk about um, something about mary that matt dylan and lee evans that's the whole point they're fucking dickheads just trying to get with this lady you're never, willing to do anything you're never rooting for matt dylan you're you're rooting for ben stiller maybe even though he's a pretty flawed guy too but you're not rooting for matt dylan and his team good point um but you are rooting for owen wilson who like he says to her like she's like he's like he's like you can't marry him and she's like why and he's like because i'm in love with you and she should have been like well you're a fucking narcissist. That's not a good reason. Um, but <laughs> again, like if you, but like, that's what I'm saying. That's where I'm going with all this is if you like, if you sit here and think about the movie reasonably and rationally and critically, like that is not what the movie's for. It's a fucking comedy. Does it hold up as a comedy? Absolutely. It does. Yes. It holds up a little lengthy. Um, it's not my favorite, but does it hold up for what it is? It really does. Yes. Laugh wow. throughout. Okay, that's a bit of a surprise. All right, that's why we do this show. You never know what's going to come out of our mouths. Eric Branstrom, you once rolled in the aisles with laughter <laughs> in front of this film. So now, and, uh, in 2020, yes, absolutely. what's the bottom line? I was rolling on my bedroom floor when I watched my <laughs> own DVD. I didn't rent that's it. Cleaner. Yep. That's cleaner. I brought the DVD upstairs. I watched it. I saved $4. I was laughing. <laughs> wow, that's, a, that's growth. That's growth. I was laughing from start to finish, and that's real fucking hard for me. These days, I'll smile. I'll be like, you know, that's really clever. But to laugh out loud? Yeah. <laughs> well, let me just put it this way. This is comic genius. I mean, a team like this hasn't been seen since, you know, it's been a while. Uh, maybe like early Jeff Daniels and uh, Jim Carrey, like Dumb and Dumber type stuff. They're on fire. They're hitting on all cylinders. Every joke for me, I'll laugh at. Vince Vaughn, like, this is like oscar caliber humor here it's it's hilarious like every line is so goddamn funny yes they're horrible people the circumstances get a little ridiculous the side characters especially the clear character gets a little bit kind of written for the jokes to just have on these two guys but 
it's so goddamn funny. Terrifically directed by this guy, David Dobkin, who whose next one was Fred Claus, and he's like been really nowhere since. What a uh, what a debut film. I don't know where the fuck this guy is. And then the writers, they did uh, We're the Millers. With like, that was okay. Uh, that was all right. Then they vanished. And then yeah. they vanished. So uh, well, um, right. I'll watch this again soon. Like, uh, as soon as possible. Fucking hilarious. Great stop, movie. Stop talking right now and go watch it. That's how possible it is. All right. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, uh, Wedding Crashers 2 has been announced. Yeah. On IMDb, yeah. it's on there. It's on there with David Dobkin returning as director, but two different new writers, not the original writers. What about? Well, that's not what's obviously what matters are the leads. Are the leads yeah? They don't even have. That's how unlikely this probably will be because there's yeah, not even this, any leads in it. This could be Jason Biggs and and Sean Patrick Leonard <laughs> or something. Yeah, it could <laughs> be like it could be like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And, Right. Breaking news: right. Isla Fisher and Vince Vaughn are, are talking about it. They're making the rounds, actually talking about it too. So I think the whole gang is getting back together. Oh, okay. it's not like Owen Wilson's bills busy lately. I mean, he seems to be kind of not around much. Like, what's the, last, right. what's the last Owen Wilson movie you saw? Newest Wonder, thing he did? Wonder fucking kids movie with the kid with uh, the messed up face. Uh, He's like Midnight oh, in like, Paris. Yeah. Midnight in Paris was 2011. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was the last. That was the last big thing I remember. He's been yeah, he's been a little wandering in and out of movies for like 10 years. Like, <clears throat> by the way, David Dobkin wow. also directed The Judge, Robert Downey Jr. And hey, that's I, right. I really that's liked right. that movie. Uh, so I, know you, I know you. I know you didn't, Eric. But, Heck, you're, but you're wrong not to. So he's uh he's around. He's around doing his thing. David Dobkin's still a yeah, a is. working director. But the bottom line is this is a movie that is funny and the laughs just keep on coming. Yeah, it's a good do. thing. And and you know, if it wasn't a pandemic year, uh, I might jump on this movie and say, "You know what? It doesn't hold up because there's some just crash shit in it that no longer is acceptable." Yeah. yeah. But we need laughs now, man. I need laughs yeah. more than I would usually need them in any given year. So, with the context of 2020 sucking ass, I'm going to say this movie holds up. We're going to give it the pass. We, yeah. we, we, we said the things are problematic. We're aware that they are, but yes. not help but to chuckle. If, if you want to watch a movie that is going to make you laugh, this movie will do that. Exactly. Yeah. So, that's what we're kind of... Look at fucking right Blazing on. Saddles. I mean... <laughs> it's fucking horrific, and it's uh, mm, I, you know I take I'm sorry real quick, but I take hard issue with people that take issue with with Blazing Saddles. That movie is problematic if you're not paying a drop of fucking attention to the social commentary that's going on in that movie. Exactly. Like it is not like if you have, if your if your problem is that you heard the N word, that's not a problematic movie because that movie is like it's doing much bigger things than that. Like it's <laughs> it's it's. it's I'm sorry, but like, and it's who not... it's by? You have to know. I mean, it's by Mel right. Brooks, who we right. all know is not. That's not him at all. So you got to know who's doing it and what's going. You're right. Context matters a great point. deal. Great yeah. point. I'm sorry, that's but really... it's right. just a, it's just a point. point for me. I'm, I'm glad you you're absolutely you're absolutely right. By the way, <clears throat> Owen Wilson did uh, Cars three in 2017. I fucking was... hate all the Cars movies. I'm they sorry, all are so oh. bad. I this love what Pixar. everybody says. I've never seen and, any of these, and everybody rips on Cars movies. Yep. Anytime they announce a new one, I'd be like, there goes another year of no Pixar for me because I'm not watching it. Fuck it. Yeah. I mean, the third one, I think, actually wasn't that bad. But, God, the second one was the worst Pixar movie, I think. Cater. Stupid. The last last movie I saw Owen Wilson in was 2016's Masterminds with Zach Galifianakis. 
where they try to like rob something. Oh, was he in that? I never saw that. Yeah, I it was him, to. Galifianakis, and uh, what's her? I think uh, Kristen Wiig was in. That Seems too, like it so should have been good, but I remember hearing bad things. It was okay, and of course, Zoolander two, Zoolander two came out, and people. I never saw it. I never saw it. Don't don't bother. I Not love good. Zoolander wow. so much, but like there was wow. just a. It was what fifteen years too late. Ten years too late. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you have it. That's the story of Owen Wilson. We have uh, covered it all. The movie we've decided holds up. Wedding Crashers. Congratulations. A comedy that passes the grade. And as we close the show, we want to remind you to go to Cinema 9 Pod at ProtonMail.com for emails. We'd love getting your email. Cinema 9 Pod on all the wonderful social medias. We do this show every Thursday night around 7 p.m. Eastern live. You can come join us or you can listen to the pod on your own time as you feel necessary to do so because this is a free country still damn it that's right and even more exciting we're gonna have a guest next week chad gibbons is joining us i said someone has his choice uh because i haven't i've got it breaking news i texted him thank god thank you texted him during the show definitely leaning on you two because i assumed you i meant to yeah i meant i meant to today and forgot (laughs) well eric brasher in honor of Chad not being here. It's like the Academy Awards. Chad couldn't make it. Eric Bransham come up and uh, speak for him. Legendary film fan Chad Gibbons can talk. He can talk films from the late 1890s up until here in 2020. He knows his shit. He's going to be a very welcome guest. Our old friend from back in the day. He was in Jim's basement. He was at Blockbuster Video <laughs> with us. And his pick is one that I've been I, every single time I'm up for a pick. This is on like my top like my five. And God bless the great Chad Gibbons because Wait, I wonder if he's I going for it. it. I wonder if I think I know what it is. Is it an older Take film? A guess. Is it an older film? Like 40 years? No. Oh, okay. Is it 90s? Is it from the 90s? 90s. Are we finally doing sneakers? No, we're not finally okay. doing sneakers. Right. We're going oh, back to 1998. Speaking of problematic films. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that, that, that we may can, you know, have a hard time looking back on. He's unsure. If it, uh, he's like, quote unquote, legitimately happiness. unsure if it holds up. It's 1998, Tony K's American History X. Oh, oh okay. All a lot right. of talk back then, a lot of talk, yeah. but it's been 22 years. And that director oh. just vanished. Just I mean, vanished. Oh, there's a whole story about the After director it, and Ed Norton and the editing, and Ed yeah. Norton yeah. saved the movie. Yeah. and. I, I'm very well versed in all that. I can't wait to talk about this. The, movie. Director, well. the, the only other thing the director has done is release a documentary about like what, how awful it is. It's called Compromise or something like that. It's about how awful it is when people um, compromise their art and yes, like that. Yeah, yeah. and, and commercials. Movie. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. You're right. I'm fucking eight. <laughs> uh, I have a poster of this movie on my wall when yeah. I was in my twenties, even. So I, yeah. I was, I'm a big fan of this movie, but I haven't seen it in a minute. I cannot so wait to talk, talk about, about it next week. Great right. choice great to have Chad. About. To have Chad on as the guest to talk about this movie, I think is perfect. So join us next week. Chad Gibbons, film extraordinaire. The three of us will be here as well. And we will talk about American History X. Go watch it and then join us here on the live stream. Ask questions, engage with us, or just listen to the podcast. Can't wait to do it. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Nice job on the Wedding Crashers breakdown. And uh, we'll be back next week. And I think we'll have a president by then. So until then, take it easy, everyone. Lock it up. Kindly, you lock it. Kindly, up. leave. Lock it up. <laughs> 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 <laughs>